In almost all of my videos, you may have noticed Ben is always there. He just sits over here very calmly, very peacefully and just adds to this work through his calm and peaceful presence. But have you ever wondered, why is he always there? Why does he intentionally show up? Because I don't bring him. He just wants to be with me, especially when I do this work. The reason is, he is himself a survivor of narcissistic abuse. That sounds shocking, but he indeed is. Today in this episode, I'm not going to talk about five reasons why narcissists do this and seven reasons narcissists that. That stuff is good and great, but I'm going to take a break from that today and today we're going to focus on Ben's story. I'm going to share his story with you because it's inspiring, it's filled with hope, healing and recovery. Before we begin, please make sure to subscribe if you haven't subscribed already because your subscription always helps spread awareness about narcissistic abuse and push the bell icon to stay updated with everything latest that I post over here. Now let's get started with Ben's story. I got Ben back in 2021, around October. Why? Because I wanted to have another cat. I already had Bella and I wanted her to have a companion, someone to play with because I would work and she would be bored and lonely because she's very playful. So I thought, why not? Let's get another cat and I decided to get him. I contacted a couple of breeders, but then I ended up connecting with one and he shared his pictures with me. He looked completely and entirely different than how he looks today. He was very young in those pictures and I was like, wow, this is amazing. He looks great. So let's get him. Everything was arranged. And when I got Ben, when he arrived, and when I saw him for the first time, I was shocked and taken aback for two reasons. One, Ben did not look like how he looked in those pictures. He was completely different. His fur was a mess. He was scared for his life. He wasn't eating. He was just hiding. I mean, everything would scare him. I thought maybe this is something related to adjustment to the new environment. Maybe he will get used to it. But then that didn't happen. I'll talk more about that later. The other thing that shocked me was I was duped. I was scammed. I was lied to. Something different was showed to me, but then something entirely different was delivered. I was taken aback because Ben wasn't what they said he was. Now I know it was a blessing in disguise, but then my heart broke. It was filled with pain because the condition that Ben was in, I couldn't understand why is he the way he is? What's going on? So I took him to a vet and they couldn't rule out anything. They were like, maybe he has some adjustment issues. Give him some time and he will adjust. So I closely observed him and what I observed was extremely shocking. He would sleep all the time, all the time. It's, it felt like he had chronic fatigue, like we humans do, like he had no energy. And then he would wake up only for half an hour and then would eat and eat a lot. He had digestive issues, but then he ate a lot as if he was trying to suppress something. I couldn't understand what. And then he would go back to sleep. If he would not be sleeping, he would be under the bed hiding. I didn't know why, because there was no threat no danger in the environment at all. So I also noticed that he wouldn't play with anything. No matter how much you stimulate him, didn't respond at all. My, my concerns, my worries grew because I couldn't understand 
or I didn't know what to do to properly help him. So I gave it some time and observed. And I noticed that slowly, slowly, he started adjusting, but he showed signs as if he was caged, as if he was constantly beaten up, kicked, punched, thrashed, deprived of the basic amenities that a cat needs to be okay, as if he was traumatized, abused, terrorized every single moment of his life until the moment I got him, which was very sad because he couldn't walk properly. Here is the clip, it's just the present clip. He now can walk properly, but then you can still see how his legs are not sinking. His one leg is going after the other. It seems like there is some issue still. I know I have another cat. I have had cats all my life and they walk differently. They walk freely. It seems like something has happened back then when he was a kitten and that is what has affected his legs. So to me, because he showed other behaviors, if you brought a hand near him, he would be scared for his life as if I was about to hit him. I didn't know where that was coming from, but then I could make sense and connect the dots and I understood that, yes, something has happened in the past. So as per my understanding of his behavior, it seems like he was put in a cage for most of the time. He was not fed properly. He was hit, as I said, he was abused and thrashed. So he had walking problems. Emotional problems were very weird to observe because he would cry and cry without any reason. That was not meowing, it was crying. He would go from one corner to the other, to the other, leave one room and then enter the other, as if he was searching for something, but could not find it, as if he was in pain, but could not express it, as if there was something wrong, but he could not really understand what it was. You may also see in this clip that he is still very afraid of the hand, very afraid. Like if you take it near him, he just bends his body, curves it, very uncomfortable. And you may think, well, maybe it's his nature, Maybe it's the cat's nature. It's not because I have the other cat, Bella, as I said, you can touch her, she trusts the hand. He does not because he has been abused by the hand. And whenever you walk around him, he is hyper attuned to your legs, to your feet, because he expects something to happen. So he just very attuned, not relaxed. And he just like, you know, just waiting for it to happen, waiting for me to kick him, which means someone was doing that to him before. And he was extremely resistant to touch, which he still is a little bit, but he has improved a lot. Now, the most inspirational part of the story is that he chose to trust. He still chose to trust a human being after being abused so badly by one. He chose to trust the hand that destroyed his life. I mean, it was a human, so for him it's not a difference. A hand is a hand, it's like, a, it's, it's like the same thing. So he noticed the difference. I don't know how and why, but he noticed the difference and he's very different than how he was. His digestive issues are gone, he plays a lot. I wanted to kind of show you how he plays, but he did not. It just you know, still in recovery, but he plays a lot. He goes out, he grooms himself. He didn't use to do that. He had abandoned his body, which again shows the somatic dissociation that we humans do as well. He sits on my chest and makes a lot of biscuits. Again, I couldn't take a video, but he does that a lot and purrs a lot, a lot of it, you know, which tells me 
the forgiving nature of this animal. I mean, it's just such a sentient being. It feels like he knows, he senses everything. He gets it more than we do. He chose forgiveness and he chose love and he never hisses. I mean, you would expect an animal like him who has been abused like him would be very aggressive, would bite and scratch and hiss and would be very, very aggressive, but he is not. He has never hissed at me. He has never scratched me, never bit me, never ever. Very, very compliant. And that is again a trauma response. He fawns, very quickly he fawns. If you were to put your hand on his head and he kind of notices that this is a cage-like situation, he sits, but not out of love, he complies. He's afraid and he knows that by sitting, he will be able to escape the danger. Very heartbreaking, very heartbreaking. Now, here is again a clip you see how he accompanies me whenever I decide to shoot a video, to, to record a video. It seems like he reads my intentions. He is like ready before me waiting on the door. Then we leave and then he just sits here as if he just wants to be a part of this moment, as if he wants to contribute to this space. It seems like he knows. He himself has been through this, through the hell, so he knows what people go through when they survive narcissistic abuse. Why do I say it is narcissistic abuse? I say it because for someone to be so cruel to an animal, they must be narcissistic. They must be egocentric. They must not only lack empathy, have zero empathy at all. They must be inhuman to treat a spirit like him, you know, that way. My other cat, Bella, she has got a temperament. I mean, she bites and hisses and scratches, behaves like a normal cat, you know, wouldn't tolerate a lot of playing. I mean, has an attitude, <laughs> is a little bit narcissistic. He's not. He's very, very gentle, very gentle. He now follows me everywhere I go. That makes me humble. It's like, wow, what we humans can now do has been so easily done by this animal when he didn't have to do that, when he could have chosen to be aggressive and primal because that is how these beings are designed. I mean, that is their response. They are aggressive, but he did not. So that's why I say he taught me compassion. He taught me how to be gentle, how to be forgiving. He gave me hope because he held on to some kind of hope, which is why he got better. When I got him back, then it felt like he was hopeless. There is nothing for him. There is no saving left anymore. It felt like it was the end, but no, it wasn't. Was it Ben? No, it wasn't. So that was his story, and I hope you found it inspirational. If you did, please let me know in the comments, drop a like, and thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for being here. I'll talk with you in the next one. Until then, let the healing begin.